friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of Crickets Chichichings. My name is Lauren, and I'm glad you're back joining me for another week. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about how you can add in a digital item in your shop, even if you don't make digital items in general, or if you're not a graphic designer, or you don't have any experience kind of in that realm that you could add in a digital item or a collection of digital items in order to scale your profits in a slightly different way and kind of dabble in something different or to diversify your income streams. Before we jump into that, I do want to ask a favor for you. If you love listening to this podcast and you feel like it is worth the time you're spending and something that you enjoy, I would be so very grateful if you would leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Those reviews help it to get bumped up, help more people to find it and kind of help me to connect with more people who want to listen to the podcast. So if you would leave a review on whatever podcasting app you listen to the Crickets to Chings podcast on, I would be so grateful. All right, so let's talk about adding in a digital item. And I am specifically talking about digital items when that's not really the um, focus of your shop. So if you already have a digital shop, then This is, I mean, I hope that the information will still be beneficial, but I'm more talking about somebody who is a physical product seller who wants to think about adding in a digital item. One of the benefits, I think, of having a digital item or a print-on-demand item that is made from like a digital design is that there is an unlimited access and ability to scale in a way that's different than a traditional product-based business. You don't have to be the one who is physically making the product each and every time it sells. So if you go from having, let's say, two sales a day or five sales a day to 10 or 15 or 20 sales a day or 50 or 100, you're not the one that's physically having to make those products. And thus it can help you to scale in a way that doesn't require you to work more hours while still being able to bring in more revenue. The other part of, um, well, there's a couple other things that I think are beneficial to adding in a digital item. One of them kind of goes along with what I just said um, about having to not be the one that's always making things, and that is that you also don't have to carry that inventory. So particularly if you have something that has a lot of options or if you want to create something that has a lot of options, having something like a digital download can allow you to offer a lot of different variations without having to actually carry all of that inventory. I remember when I was first getting started making um, onesies or bodysuits, whatever you wanna call them, for babies um, when I was doing a lot of applique, And in terms of having all of that inventory, I had to have, 
you know, zero to three, three to six, six to nine, 12 month, 18 month, 2T, if I wanted to cover just like the baby sizes. And then I had short sleeve and people would ask for long sleeves. So then I had to do both of those in every single size. And then I started having people ask for different colors. And then it just got to be too much. At that point, I was like, I have to limit this because if I have to have a zero to three, three to six, six to nine, and 12 months, let's just say just the real baby sizes. So four different sizes, two different sleeve lengths. So that's eight different variations and then multiple colors. So for every color I'm carrying, I have to have eight different kinds. And it ends up being really overwhelming with the amount of inventory that you have, because maybe what you end up finding is the short sleeve zero to three months never sell. And so you're left with that inventory and, you know, or maybe they sell once every two months. So you're just sitting on a lot of inventory costs and that gets really expensive and it eats up a lot of your profits. I've talked about having the least amount of inventory possible to run your shop successfully in the past. It's something that you have to be extremely aware of, especially as a startup, because it gets to be very easy to justify to yourself that you're reinvesting all of your profits into building your business. But really what you're doing is reinvesting those profits into carrying more inventory. And that inventory is not necessarily building your business. It's really just kind of sitting there moving very, very slowly. The other part about a digital design that I like or that I think can be beneficial to a shop is that oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes there's a lower price point for a digital item than there would be for a physical item. For example, if you design, if you're a graphic designer and you design, let's say nursery prints that people can print out and hang on their wall, if you're the one that is actually printing it for them and then having to mail it, all of those costs are going to be built into the price, just like you should, you know, you should build those in. But if you're selling the digital download, you can lower that price and you don't really have any um, any costs associated with carrying that product in your shop. So you don't have to account for your labor time or for each individual product anyway, or the material costs or the shipping or anything like that. You can send the digital download. It actually upload, you can upload it onto the listing directly on Etsy. And then from there, you can just have them download it and they can be responsible for printing. That means if they want to print it on, you know, a piece of printer paper at their house, that's fine. They can do that. If they want to pay $15 and have it printed somewhere else, that's going to be high quality paper and all of that stuff, then they can do that. But they have options. And Offering that ability for people to sort of undertake how much cost they want or the quality that they want from that, I like that because it allows you to just have less uh, barrier to someone making that decision. If, for example, you're selling a digital download for $10, that's less of a commitment for somebody to do um, than if you were selling the actual print for $20 or $30. So I like to have a variety of price points in my shop. I think it's good to offer a variety of price points for different things and different buyers who are coming in with different needs. And having a digital download or a digital item can help to kind of fill that lower price point um, space. 
Another thing that I think is really beneficial about adding a digital item is that it's very easy to dabble and try new things out. I recently started a collection of print-on-demand items in my Etsy shop that are um, designs that are printed onto blankets. So I'm staying within the niche that I've always done on Etsy, which is monogrammed baby gifts or personalized baby gifts. But rather than being actually monogrammed this time or embroidered with a monogram, they are printed onto the blanket. And I'm doing this with a print-on-demand company. One of the reasons that I wanted to try that out was for all of the reasons that I'm talking about here, I don't have to have the inventory. I can do it all from my computer. I don't have to be physically in my workshop running my embroidery machines and all of that. And another thing that I liked about it was it's easy to dabble in these things and try new things out. I don't have to order a million different samples. I don't have to, you know, stitch out burp cloths and then take pictures of them and then, you know, do another one with a different design and do that all over again. I can offer one design in, let's say, what I have up there right now, I have a design in a swaddle blanket, a fleece blanket, a minky blanket, and can't remember, there's a fourth option, but I can't remember what the other one is. Um, and I'm able to have those all on the same listing, all through the same print on demand company without having to carry all that inventory. I could take that same design and make it into a onesie or a baby hat or a burp cloth or whatever. And I'm not the one that has to make that over and over again. It's easier to expand to that wider range of products with print on demand. Although I will stand by the fact that I do think that your shop needs to stay niched down. Like I'm not all of a sudden going to start adding in like shower curtains into my Etsy shop because I make personalized baby gifts. So um, I am staying within that same narrow niche of products. And I think that that still works best um, with a business in general, but I'm able to expand to those things. So if I want to go back into the world of making burp cloths, I can do that with this print on demand company and I don't have to carry that inventory and I don't have to um, really do anything other than just upload the design onto the print on demand company and they do the rest for me. So I find that to be really beneficial because it allows you to dabble in different things and see what works. One of the ways that are one of sort of the paths that I think that you have to travel as a business owner and particularly as a newer business owner is that you have to dabble and try new things. It's just not really possible to start a business, hit a home run right out of the park, never have to change directions, never have to change anything up or you know pivot and um, change directions. I don't really think that that's possible. So I think that having a digital design or a design that you're working with a print on demand company allows you to um, try out new products, try out new niches, try out different things with your shop without having the investment into the, the actual inventory and the products. If I had been starting this shop brand new um, and I wasn't already established in what I'm doing, I would have offered those same designs at, with the, all the different things, baby body suits, baby um, burp claws, bibs, hats, blankets, you know, baby gowns, all of that stuff, just to kind of see what do people want. I mean, I'm, I'm still even within that, obviously talking about personalized baby gifts. That's always where I have been focused in my shop um, from the get go. 
but it is easier for me now as a more established business to say that I'm only gonna focus really on the blankets because that's what I'm doing now. If I were earlier in the journey, I probably would have offered a wider range of things just to see what took off the best, what worked the best, where where that demand was and where my products really fit into that market. Now that we've talked all about the, the reasons that I do like digital designs and I do like digital items, I do wanna talk to you also about some downsides of the market. A big one, a huge one really, <laughs> is that I think that there is a huge misconception in the market. I actually don't think it's a misconception. I think that it is a purposeful uh, misleading from a lot of people that there is a way to make passive money online and that you don't have to, you know, if you set up a digital item or you set up a some sort of replicatable digital product that doesn't require you to mail out the product every single time, that it is going to be passive income. And I have talked, I have spoken against this in the past, and I will do it again right now to say that there is no such thing as passive income. There is, There are products and there are ways of building your business that allow you to make money on products over and over again, which allows them to be disproportionately profitable for the amount of time that you put into them. For example, these blankets that I have designed that are print, these print on demand blankets, now that I have designed them, I could sell them once or I could sell them 9 million times. And the amount of time investment into that product is not, it's not going up, you know, it's not 9 million times as much if I sell it 9 million times. So unlike my embroidered designs where I have to physically do every single one of them, a print on demand um, or a print on demand listing or product allows you to spend that upfront time designing it and then it can be sold over and over again. However, that being said, there is a lot of upfront time. It is not an easy, you know, when I was designing this collection of blankets that I have, I remember when the first one sold, which was just a few months ago, I just added these to my shop in like July or August. Um, and the first one sold and I was like, oh my gosh, I sold a printable blanket. I'm so excited, um, you know, cause this is a totally new thing for me. I taught myself how to use Illustrator. That was not easy. Um, I don't have any background in this. So this was like a really new market for me. And my husband was like, you've made like $5 and you've spent like 50 hours. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of um, negative. But yes, that is also true. But now I've already invested, you know, those 50 hours, those are a sunk cost there. So now I can sell this blanket you know, hundreds of more times and I'm not spending 50 hours every single time. So it can be disproportionately profitable to the amount of time that you're spending, but it's not passive. And I don't think that there is such a thing as building a passive business. I don't know anyone, whether they have digital products, whether they have physical products, whether they do coaching or consulting or teaching or whatever, it's not passive. They are still spending time day in, day out to build their business, to 
market themselves, to build up their inventory of products and to, you know, just grow their business and move it forward. If you fall off the face of the earth and you don't do anything in your business, it's not going to just continue to grow and bring sales and deposit money into your account and you never have to do anything. So I want to make that extremely clear because while I still think that there's a huge benefit to adding a digital product or a digital collection into your products, I don't want you to feel like this is the golden key to making millions and sitting on the beach never having to do anything. That doesn't exist. And anyone that is trying to sell you that dream is trying to sell you like, uh, what does that uh, country song say? An oceanfront property in Arizona. <laughs> Another part of having a digital product that I think that is really important to recognize is that there is a lot of competition. I do not ever tell you that you cannot be successful in saturated markets or markets with a lot of competition. I think that it is entirely possible to still break into the market and be successful and have the sales that you're looking for and that you're wanting from your shop. However, I think that it is important that you recognize that there has to be something special or unique about your product. If you have an extremely basic, non-customizable, non-personalized product that a million other people sell, it is going to be very difficult to be successful in that market for all of the same reasons that I just talked about in you know the benefits of having a digital item. That is also um, a, a negative because it's equally as easy for everybody else to get into that space as it is for you to get into that space. So you have to recognize that the barrier for entry into the digital market is very low. It doesn't require you to have the inventory. It's easy to dabble. It's easy to try new things. Um, you know, all of those things that are great reasons for you to also try it out are also great reasons for everybody else to try it out. So I think that you have to really think and be careful not careful, that's not really the right word, but to spend the time to really think about what you are adding to the market and what your unique perspective is on a product or a collection of products or how you are going to go about the product to make sure that it does still have some sort of angle to it that is interesting and and different and doesn't have a million other people selling the exact same thing. Another aspect of having a digital product um, or a print-on-demand product is that you need to be really cognizant of your pictures and your um, presentation of the item. Mock-ups um, aren't as eye-catching as they used to be. It used to be that you could toss up a markup, a mock-up. Nobody really thought that it was a mock-up or they couldn't tell. It looked great, it was beautiful, nobody could really tell the difference and wham bam, your product sold. Now, I think that people are getting a little bit more savvy to the idea of mock-ups and they are a little bit more on guard with mock-ups because they want to make sure that the product that they're receiving is actually going to be something that is shown in the picture. They don't want to end up with a product that looks completely different than what's being sold. And when you're advertising a mock-up um, or your pictures for the product are a mock-up, it's a little bit harder to have confidence as the buyer that the product that you're going to receive is going to look exactly the same as the listing picture. 
That's not to say that mock-ups aren't useful or that you shouldn't use them. I have mock-ups in my shop for my print-on-demand blankets, um, but it needs to be a mock-up that stands out. It needs to be something that is eye-catching in a way that it displays the product. And it also needs to be a, a good mock-up and you need to do a good job making sure that the product that you're designing is going to actually look like the mock-up and that the product that you're designing fits into that mock-up, I guess. Like I have seen, for example, um, candles or coffee mugs or something like that that is round, but the person who is designing it, um, the Etsy seller, doesn't really understand how to make a mock-up or doesn't really know how to use the program to make the mock-up. And so they just overlay that design directly on the rounded, you know, the rounded coffee mug, but they just have a square picture that sits on front of it. And it looks really artificial. Um, and I think that that is going to be a huge deterrent to sales um, and having buyers come in because people don't want to buy something completely blindly. They don't want to buy a coffee mug with a design on it, no matter how much they like the design, if it looks completely off in the picture. So you want to make sure that the products that you are selling and the way that you're presenting it is accurate to what you're selling. And if that requires you to order some samples, I don't think that that's a horrible idea. I wouldn't recommend that you order like samples of every single thing as soon as you get started. But I think that it is important that you know what the finished product looks like. And then that also gives you the ability to take actual pictures of your item rather than having to utilize mock-ups all the time. So now that we have talked about some of the positives and the negatives of adding in digital items to your shop, I want you to think outside the box of how you could potentially add a digital product. It doesn't have to be just a literal like, digital design artwork or an SVG file or a print on demand product. There are also other ways to use the things that you already have or the community that you have already built and add a digital product in to sell that allows you to grow that revenue and diversify your revenue streams through the digital product. One of the ways that I, um, that I kind of was, it kind of brought to mind when I was recording this was uh, episode number 82, Strategically Building a Support Community While Creating a Loyal Customer Base. That's the title of the episode. Um, there, she was talking in that um, episode about doing stitch alongs with a group that she has on Facebook. Um, I've also had students in my Scale Your Sales program talk about doing tutorials and having people pay um, for the tutorial. Like they have people come into their shop or their social media or wherever they find them and they will say, will you do a tutorial to teach me how to do X, Y, and Z? Yes, of course. And you could do it for free, but this is a business. So to be able to add that in and sell the tutorial that you're doing, you know, maybe you're recording a, a 30 minute video or an hour video or, and you have a PDF that goes along with it or whatever, however you're presenting that to them. And so then you can direct them to that listing and say, hey, I actually do have um, this tutorial already available and here's the listing for that if you're interested. 
Or if you're like me and you kind of want to stay along the same lines of what you're already doing, adding in something like a collection of additional designs that are run through a print-on-demand company or adding in a certain product that is available through a print-on-demand company can help to be an additional income source without having that overhead of adding additional products. As of right now, these are definitely nowhere near um, replacing my main income from my monogrammed blankets, but it has been an additional income source and income stream that has been nice for me to have when I have been having, um, you know, supply issues with supply chain stuff or I am sitting at home in front of the TV and I can upload these designs and it doesn't require me to be on my feet monogramming things all day, which I consider a win because it's nice to just have a little bit of something extra on the side. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you and it has sparked your interest in thinking about your own shop and how you could potentially add in a digital item for your shop or some sort of digital something that goes along with the products and the community that you already have. I would love to connect with you on Instagram and hear about the ideas that have come from this episode or any questions that you have. I am at lauren.keplinger on Instagram and shoot me a DM. Tell me what you're going to do and where you're going to take it from here. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Bye.